Hello and welcome to All Things Small Business, brought to you by DAU. I'm Ken Karka, DAU Small Business Learning Director. This series is offered as a continuing dialogue between government, industry, and academia on acquisition-related issues that impact small businesses who support the critical defense industrial base. Let's join today's conversation. Welcome to All Things Small Business. I'm your host, Anthony Rotolo, and this is the show where acquisition and small business meet. We bring together business owners, contract experts, policymakers, and stakeholders, and we explore the issues facing small business and acquisition professionals as they work together to overcome challenges in a government and defense context. Today, I'm joined by Ty Scheiber. He is the Managing Director at the University of Virginia, Darden, Executive Education, and Lifelong Learning. Ty, welcome to All Things Small Business. Thank you, Anthony. Delighted to be here. Very happy to have you. I love that phrase, lifelong learning. I'd like to sort of exposit and expound upon that with you. You, again, are with University of Virginia. We'll refer to it as UVA for convenience. Tell us what lifelong learning looks like at UVA. If we can start by painting the broader picture. Again, tell us what that looks like, please. It's a long story to pack into a short time frame, Anthony. Um, and just by a little bit more about my background so that um, the listeners have context. I am a Marine Corps acquisition professional. And after I left active duty, um, have been in the defense and aerospace acquisition arena uh, since 1998 and joined the university four years ago now. So I'm really excited to to share the story of what I see as an incredibly impactful portfolio from the university perspective. You know, since its founding in January of 1819, uh, UVA has served the Commonwealth and the nation, really the world, you know, with this mission of educating responsible citizen leaders. As a public institution, you know, we're dedicated to excellence and making sure that there's affordable access that provides uh, a really broad spectrum of individual lifelong learning opportunities. It includes attainment of degrees, certificates of specialization or completion, and other experiential and networking opportunities that broaden and deepen individual employee knowledge, skill, capability, capacity, and in doing so enhances an individual's ability to make positive and substantive contributions to the success of their organization, regardless of where they are in their career continuum. So our impact as a university on small business per se really starts at the individual, regardless of whether that person is in a small business, a large business, a government entity, or any other organizational stakeholder that's involved in the defense acquisition ecosystem. And regardless of what offering from whatever UVA entity, we now have 13 schools and several other organizational entities and affiliates the person that's engaged with that lifelong learning experience gains in terms of the knowledge and skills and relationships they developed with peers, clients, other stakeholders. Uh, th- those those are things that are enormously beneficial and really set the context for you know what what we'll talk about today in terms of lifelong learning. That's really great, and I like the word individual. 
I know it's a cliche in the learning industry, but we want to meet learners at their point of need. And what I derive from what you just said is that that seems to be what you're trying to do. This really echoes and reflects a lot of the approach at DAU as well. We are also a learning organization. We want to meet learners at their point of need and help develop them right from where they are. And it sounds like that's what you were describing. Absolutely. And there's so many different examples that I think are, are worthy of mentioning regarding some of the specific offerings of, you know, component parts of the university. For example, UVA, Northern Virginia. We very recently reinforced our focus and investment in Northern Virginia by formally establishing UVA Nova as a school led by Dean Greg Fairchild uh, in order to serve, you know, the, the diverse and growing population in Northern Virginia, many of whom you know, serve in defense acquisition. This is really a, a substantial increase in our commitment to the region, you know, to offer education and training to the folks who live and work there and doing so better what happens, you know, for our warfighters. Our longstanding presence is in Roslyn. Uh, it's clearly proximate and convenient to a lot of the companies that serve our nation's defense, both large and small, as well as the government agencies that are in the region. And the, uh, the NOVA team is hard at work coordinating and expanding our already strong uh, footprint in Northern Virginia to expand those offerings to you know, meet the demand in the area, including offering new part-time MBA program. They'll build new online, in-person, and hybrid offerings in a variety of subjects to continue to meet the broader range of learner needs. And again, we'll include everything from certificate programs, short courses for employee and executive training, uh, and we're also looking at ways to expand our research footprint. So you've got a lot of formats, a lot of modalities in order to cater to the learning needs. Absolutely. Another example I think that is particularly relevant to the DAU listening audience is the School of Continuing Professional Studies. That organization offers Bachelor of Interdisciplinary Studies uh, degree completion program, certificates in cybersecurity, cloud computing, and procurement and contract management. The individuals that go through procurement and contract management certification uh, receive a certificate that's recognized by the National Contract Management Association. Uh, McIntyre School of Commerce offers a master's in the management of IT. Uh, School of Data Science offers courses that cut across schools and are geared towards those professionals uh, in, in that arena, particularly those that want to integrate their current skills with the accelerating need for data science and business analytics skills. The Batten School of Leadership and Public Policy. Of course, public policy is a, a key element of what makes acquisition work or not sometimes. They're focused on solving you know, tough policy challenges, recognizing that those complex issues of our time you know, require innovation, collaboration, and cross-sector relationships well beyond you know, the walls of any uh, single entity. They offer a Master of Public Policy that is you know, more than the typical policy research and data analysis education found at other public policy schools, and it focuses on the result of policy in solving, you know, our most pressing problems. Another component part is the National Security Policy Center that's housed within the Batten School of Leadership and Public Policy. They're focused on providing evidence-based teaching, research, and policy engagement on the security issues that face the United States uh, and across the world, helping students and security professionals you know, prepare for what, the, what lies ahead. 
That's a long list, and it's very encouraging in how we see the work at UVA in many ways as a complement to what DAU is doing. Definitely. And that, that I think, is a key point. You know, defense acquisition involves an incredibly complex and broad array of stakeholders. And the more insights, perspectives, and relationships that we can make across those organizations through education and training, uh, the better off we'll all be. Tell us about the impact that you're having on small business organizations. You mentioned small business a few beats back. Tell us about that, your impact on small business, really any organization for that matter. I think the, you know, I'm, I'm going to use uh, the Darden School of Business and the Darden School Foundation, of which executive education and lifelong learning is, you know, uh, a component part that supports the actual uh, mission of the business school. You know, at Darden, the actual school is it serves a diverse set of constituents for our MBA and executive MBA programs. And earlier this week, The Economist released its 2022 global rankings of full-time MBA programs. Darden was ranked 14th globally, number 12 in the U.S., and as the number three public school in the United States. And for the 10th time in a row, Darden is ranked number one uh, in terms of MBA education experience in U.S. programs, number two globally, and number one for the fourth time in a row for student alumni uh, rating of faculty. And that's important because the Darden School faculty serve also in our executive education programs. So that's the link. So if you if you look at it purely from a business perspective, clearly, you know, the MBA and the EMBA serves business leaders across the spectrum, whether they're in the small or large category of industry. Exec Ed, like I said, supports the mission of the Darden School of Business. And we've been doing executive education programs for over 50 years for business leaders across both the industry and the government space. And this focus was recently bolstered, by the way, by the establishment of the SANS Institute for Lifelong Learning. It's focused on enabling innovation in the degree, non-degree, and online space and attracting, retaining, and developing the world's best business school faculty. Uh, and includes transforming Darden's educational facilities on the Darden grounds in Charlottesville. So what that really stemmed from, the largest grant in UVA history from a $68 million gift from Sands Capital founder Frank M. Sands Sr. in 2019, and it was augmented by $14 million in additional funding from the UVA Bicentennial Professorship Fund for a total $82 million in total impact. And the focus is due to Mr. Sands' belief that business people in whatever walk of life need to reskill throughout life. And in the face of all the global uncertainty, the rapid changes in technology and dynamic marketplace, you know, leaders have to be able to continually grow, learn, and develop in order to create positive change and, and keep up with evolving circumstances. And he wanted to share the possibilities of that lifelong learning with Darden for years to come. So that really sets the stage in terms of the mindset and the aim point of what we're trying to do within the broader range of executive education programs. We have programs that are uh, comprised from multiple areas of interest that include, not limited to, uh, and, and in no particular order, topics like you'd expect at a business school, leadership, marketing, negotiation, strategy, change management, communications, data science and analytics, digital transformation, finance and innovation. 
it's fair to say that those are topics that certainly are of interest to small businesses. Certainly. You know, what you said in there, there's a principle in there about how the grant, the funding, the vision for it is really how we live in fluid times. You can't just have a static mindset of once and done training, especially in these times. You know, the old Chinese curses, may you live in interesting times. It's, a, it's a, You know, people think that's a nice thing, but it was actually a curse. We certainly live in an age of disruption with technology, Moore's Law, all of that coming to bear upon people trying to keep up, trying to maintain their skill set in a rapidly evolving world. So I think that was the standout point to me in what you were saying. In our preparation for this conversation, you talk about how you want to have courses that engage people so that they can help them understand themselves and how they show up to their team. Please uh, expand on that idea for me. Absolutely. And, and you said something also earlier about meeting individuals in terms of where they are and, and how they want to consume you know, education and training. Um, so the answer to your question starts with, at, at base, the three different types of programs you know, that we offer uh, within executive education. You have open enrollment which are recurring courses, you know, available to the general public. They're derived from the full range of the, the disciplines that I just mentioned. And, and these include participants from both private and public sector. And in addition to the learning base on the course content, you know, the networking opportunities and perspective exchanges are equally and often more valuable than, than the, you know, the course content itself. You know, it's not unusual for folks who are on, you know, either side of the acquisition uh, partnership from industry government perspective to attend the same course and forge relationships that help, you know, really, you know, result in meaningful conversations about what do you think about this or what do you think about that? And that openness conversation and, and sharing is based on trust. So we provide a platform in doing that, you know, through the open enrollment. Our async and our digital offerings are consumable online uh, and at the pace and convenience of the participants who enroll. And then the custom programs, these are programs that are specifically tailored both in content and duration to support the objectives of our clients, both uh, from an industry association and a government organization perspective. You know, we take great care to make sure these opportunities are contextualized to the client domain as well as tailored for the level of seniority of the audience that's there. So that's a key component in how we approach the delivery of these things to meet them where they are and to help them develop, you know, the meaningful relationships and perspectives that they need. You know, that remark, the whole re set of remarks kind of gets me excited. I, there was a concept in there that I like, and I, if I'm tracking with you, what I'm hearing is that the content is not a means to an end in itself. It's really a springboard, in fact, to the kinds of conversation and bridge building that can happen. The, the whole point of this podcast itself, where we're trying to bring together communities to talk, and you s use the word conversation multiple times. I'm often heard quoting, uh, there's a famous quote by a learning expert named Jay Cross. He talks about how conversation is the most powerful learning technology ever invented. And to me, it sounds like that's really what you're fostering. You're fostering the, the relationship, the conversation, even though it begins with 
I'm sure, very carefully crafted content. Am I reading that right? You're reading that exactly right. And and just to illustrate that point, you know, we, we offer custom programs, like I said, to both our, our industry partners as well as our military and government clients. Um, this includes programs that we deliver for the Navy, the Army, Office of Secretary of Defense, Homeland Security, DLA, DCAA. You know, the a substantial portion of many of these programs, particularly one that's called um, the uh, Navy Insights into Industry Management course, is, you know, that we've been developing in some way, shape or form for almost 50 years, are really spent at broadening the perspective and trying to draw, you know, those conversations. Now, that particular course is, is you know, comprised of acquisition professionals from the Department of Navy to include, you know, active duty civil servants from both Navy and Marine Corps uh, and often others. But we spent a lot of significant amount of time there talking about the defense industry and working within the government uh, from the eyes of industry, you know, trying to create that perspective in terms of, you know, creating that understanding as the, the title of the course, you know, portends. We have an entire day talking specifically about small businesses, how, how small businesses approach engaging in the defense industry and the various considerations they face. And sometimes why a small business may elect not to do defense work. Um, we have faculty and guest lecturers who run, you know, actually run small businesses and they speak directly to the government participants about, you know, those perspectives across the entire range of what will cause you to make a bid, no bid decision. How do you, how do you approach your, your marketing and business development strategies? What are the financial constraints that you face and how does government behaviors in terms of, uh, you know, any facet of how the government does business, how does that impact a small business? So the participants from the government side emerge after completing that program with a lot deeper and more balanced perspective about the range of issues in the government uh, small business partnership, you know, that, in, that include those dynamics that cause many companies you know, to struggle or to be reluctant about engaging in it. And, and it comes down to forging a platform of trust so that you can have that conversation and and continue the dialogue and find ways to make it mutually beneficial. So Ty, in addition to everything you've described in terms of programs and enrollment, what else is UVA doing to foster this partnership between small business and defense? Well, that's a great question, Anthony, and and I'm excited to to give you some, I think, very relevant answers to this audience. You know, beyond just developing programs, uh, UVA is very engaged in a broad range of relevant, what we call communities of practice, providing subject matter expertise that understand the dynamics on a global scale and are working, you know, with sleeves rolled up with both government and industry counterparts to solve some of these weightier challenges. Research and thought leadership, for example, um, we recently completed an examination of the financial health of the defense industry on behalf of the Undersecretary of Defense for Acquisition and Sustainment, the defense pricing and contracting folks. Uh, our team was asked, you know, for three areas of analysis, you know, research, compare, contrast, the financial health of the defense industry, uh, hybrid and comparable commercial companies, and determine whether there are significant differences in the health of defense, hybrid and comparable commercial sectors and why and perform a trend analysis of the defense, hybrid, and commercial sectors to determine whether financial health 
has improved, declined, or remained the same from 2000 to 2019. Now, this isn't overtly small business oriented, but it's another example of how the University of Virginia supports DOD's quest to ensure a comprehensive understanding regarding the multiple dimensions of the government and industry partnership. We also brought together SMEs who are renowned in terms of strategy, supply chain, and operations, you know, to bear, you know, brought them into collaboration uh, with uh, a Navy counterpart to explore what what represents world-class and best practices in the shipbuilding industry. We're working some workforce development initiatives that help government and industry clients better understand the issues associated with finding and keeping skilled workers. Uh, recently, we supported PEO subs to facilitate a day and a half meeting with key stakeholders, help develop the strategy so that they can design, implement, and sustain the submarine manufacturing workforce pipelines to successfully mass produce the, the skill sets needed to really mitigate, you know, current uh, workforce capacity and, and capability risks. And we offer a, a lot of other publicly available forums at no cost. You know, these discussions or lectures are uh, across a broad range of interests. Uh, they're not part of a specific program or curriculum, uh, but again, open to the general public uh, and really structured to make people more informed about government, policy, politics, uh, all the things that are impactful to small businesses in our society writ large. Most recently, we had a what's a program called Leadership Unscripted that involved uh, Dr. Joe Thomas, director of the Stockdale Center of Ethical Leadership at the Naval Academy, and Darwin Professor Tim Lasker, uh, as they discussed critical dimensions of leadership, such as cross-cultural competency and empathy uh, in the challenges facing our increasingly ideologically divided world. That's a, a bit loftier than defense acquisition, if you will, but again, the, the range of societal impacts uh, as they impact everything that we do from a policy, uh, you know, a leadership, a business perspective are important when we cover the full gamut. That's very interesting that you touch on that. Uh, the fact of the matter is we do live in a world with ideological divides and uh, tribally dug in factions. And it's just a, a part of the mix that has to be navigated so that people can work together. But Ty, how does this distill down to small business? What I've tried to paint is a picture of, you know, the overall university platform and the relevant component pieces. I think, as we all know, you know, small business success is a critical element in the broader success of providing capabilities to our warfighters. And we also know it's a highly interdependent endeavor between industry, whether you're large or small and government. And the success of a small business like that of any other stakeholder organization, you know, small business, large business, military department, government agency, et cetera, really starts with ensuring that the individuals inside those organizations have the requisite knowledge, skill, competence, broadness of perspectives, the relationship and communication skills needed to do their role, and that those capabilities are continue to be nurtured throughout their career path. So those individuals lead or work inside teams. Those teams have to work with other teams. So you, you get a sense of the, the connective tissue here from the individual to the teams, to the team, to the you know other team. And, and really any organization, small business included, is going to benefit by putting its members through programs that give them the requisite training and education to develop their skills and competence and that help them understand themselves as individuals as, and, and how they show up to their team. 
any program that reinforces the actual learning in the classroom content by doing and applying is important. And helping individuals, regardless of the role or title, understand the diversity of members of their team and any imaginable way you could characterize diversity is really, really important. And then figuring out how you leverage those differences and develop skills that help teams effectively communicate, collaborate, and innovate in that diverse environment to get the job done. It's not just diverse, it's dynamic. That's what we provide at the University of Virginia. Across the university, it's many schools and entities and it's myriad of programs. We provide an incredibly broad and deep platform for individuals to learn, apply what they learn, develop ideas, exchange perspectives, and develop relationships that will serve them as a platform to grow throughout their careers. And as we know, individual career paths frequently transcend organizational types. So those individuals that are now part of small businesses may evolve into opportunities with large businesses or government organizations and vice versa. So any engagement an individual has in a UVA offering is really going to help him or her enhance their ability to contribute to that organizational mission, that team mission, and, and make our overall defense acquisition ecosystem much stronger. Ty, that's a great note, actually, to wind things up on because you beautifully described how everything distills down to the individual, where they are in their career path, and how they show up to their teams. So, yes, it distills down, but it also builds up and expands to teams and organizations and an entire industry and people who have to work together. My guest today has been Ty Scheiber. He is the Managing Director at the University of Virginia Darden, Executive Education and Lifelong Learning. Ty, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me, Anthony. I, I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you again. This is Ken Karkoff once more. I want to thank our guests for participating in today's conversation. Your insights and perspectives will surely help our listeners. And an invitation to our listeners, if you'd like to participate as a guest in a future conversation, please reach out to me at kenneth.karkuff at dau.edu. Till next time, stay engaged and collaborate across your networks. Everyone's talents and skills are needed within the defense industrial base as we fulfill the national defense strategy together.